Welcome back. Glad you're here. And did you miss me? It's been a couple weeks, so a little bit of summer flow there and a necessary uh, just change of pace. Now, what we're doing this year is we're looking at the overall picture about what it means to lead a mission with clarity and then build healthy community. The last six months, it was 24 podcasts. We're on leading that mission with clarity. Now, what we're focused on is building that community or that party that you would want to be a part of. So what the next 24 episodes are going to be focused on is helping you in that regard. I have a little bit of microphone trouble here. I'm just moving it around some. Um, So, but the idea being what I'm going to do is come beside you. And some of you are in a coaching program where we're focused on developing this and you're going to get the exercises and the, and the emails. And then some of you are just listening along. And if you are, you can get a ton out of it still. And uh, really, really happy to have you here. Now, uh, what the, the idea for the next six months, building that party you want to be a part of community and what we're going to be doing as we, um, look at the next six months, each month will have a theme like before. So the theme that we'll be focused on this month is what it means to stay vigilant. If you're going to build the party that you want to be a part of, uh, you have to learn to stay vigilant to the community that you want to build. So uh, for a lot of people, it's just too easy to think, I get to a certain place and then boom, I'm good. Uh, So for this month, I'm going to help you understand, no, uh, you've got to consistently be able to meet the demands of the moment. And so if it's the community of your family, your love relationships, the team you're building, the company, whatever, it's all the same. And I'm going to show you four practices today that come out of um, a secure sense of who you are. If you're secure, You can do these four practices, and they're going to help you stay vigilant to build that community, uh, that party that you want to see happen. So a couple of questions to get you thinking. Um, And this will get you really thinking about the next 24 podcasts we'll be talking about. It's an overarching way of thinking about it. And these questions uh, can get you dialed in on this journey with me even for today. One, what does like the perfect party or community that you would want to be a part of look like to you? I mean, have you actually spent time thinking about uh, this is what I would want to be a part of? I want to know, uh, to be known and understood in a group of sheep herders and what it means to herd sheep for 40 years. Uh, I don't know what your thing is. I, I know for myself there are certain characteristics that I value over others. There are certain qualities that I value over others. And those are the kind of people that I want to spend time with. And you do become who you spend time with. That just happens. You've probably heard that saying before. You're an average of the five people you spend time with. And so if there is uh, a pro-growth mindset in your life, you're going to have people around you that are growth-oriented. It's truly amazing and fascinating how you will uh, be the average of the people you spend time with. So First question, just to get you thinking about this, is what what does that party look like to you? What does that community look like to you? What do you want to be a part of? Number two, you're 75 years old. You're having coffee with friends. You're reminiscing. What adventures did you go on? Now, again, the whole thing of Sight Shift is a secure identity overflows to a clear mission and then builds and attracts a healthy community. So, you know, this is work friends. This can be lifelong friends. This can be deep friendships that you develop where there's, 
you know, you share secrets and it's safe. Uh, this could be the kind of family you're building. But the idea here is what kind of adventures did you go on when you reminisce? Because you want to move your life towards those things. They're not just going to happen. And we just want to stir up um, the vision of what you have for community. So number one, what's that community look like? Number two, as if you were to be able to cast that into the future and look back, what would you reminisce that you did, accomplished, experienced? And don't just make it about performance. I mean, you know, we we had a um, certain kind of quality of experience uh, even in the midst of troubled times, we stayed faithful to each other. I mean, there's tons of ways of thinking about that. And then the third question is this. What qualities make the most enjoyable friendships to you? Um, a lot of people, they think that they're going to find... Uh, most people are lonely. And uh, and they think that they're lonely because they can't find that, that perfect friend. Uh, and there are habits and practices that they're doing to not build friendships. There are habits and practices that they're doing to get in the way of building friendships. Um, but I want you to think about the qualities that make up the friends that you would want to have or the people that you want on your team or whatever. Um, you're not going to get all of those qualities. You're not going to get all of them in one person. You're a dynamic person. That's why you can spend time with one person and it you know, it accentuates one part of who you are. You could spend time with another person that accentuates another part of who you are. But we're just thinking through this. Like, how, who are they? How how do they operate? How do they think? Um, I want to be around people that want to grow. I want to be around people that want to go for big things. Uh, I'm, you know, my closest friends, uh, that they can laugh in the midst of the chaos. And um, it's beautiful. It's so beautiful when you get that vision. So what I want to do over the next six months is... What are your answers to those questions? And then let's make that happen. Let's go for that. And if we can go for that, then you're going to be so happy because great relationships make life really fun and enjoyable. In fact, you could talk to people and be like, how's life? They could have hard circumstances, but great relationships. And they'll be like, it's good. They could have easy circumstances, and bad relationships, and their answer is like, life's bad. It just changes everything. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to talk about the essential skill in building community, and it's this. We're rehumanizing where there's been a dehumanizing. Life comes against our ability to know who we are, to process, to think, to not just react, but to make the best decisions in the moment, um, to anticipate trouble coming around the corner, to remove unnecessary friction. And so we've all been through uh, crap. We've all been through things that have shaped the responses that we have to life. And so it's as simple as my daughter climbing up in my lap and wanting to be held. And I can soak in that moment and I can just stay in that moment and I can enjoy it because we're just being. And that is the foundation of beautiful community. Rehumanizing where you've been dehumanized is about learning the skill of being. So I want to give you an idea that's going to help us understand uh, how we're going to approach community. And there are a lot of people out there that want to say, hey, focus on what you want to do. Focus on what you want to have. Go for those things. So somebody's like, I want to have you know, a certain level of income. I want to do this certain accomplishment. I want to build this kind of company. I want to write this kind of book. Whatever it is. And what they have fallen into is a trap of thinking this. 
once I do such and such or have such and such, then I can finally be such and such. So if I do the great accomplishment, if I have the great possession, then I can finally be safe, secure, somebody special, loved, unique, whatever it is. And that's just an absolutely backward way of looking at it. Now, I'm not the first to say this. I've heard other people say it, but we want to reverse it. And we want to say, okay, how do we process this in this way? Let's be, then let's do, then let's have. Uh, For a lot of people, the reason they can't build the community they want to is because it's not within them. They can't build high-quality relationships because they are not becoming a high-quality person. So first and foremost, we want to learn to be who we are. And this is something most people never learn. They live to prove and hide. So if you've got a struggle with that, go back and listen to the first 12 episodes of this podcast. It's the most thorough process that I know of to help you learn how to be who you are. The next, you do what you love. And if you don't build your work around the authentic expression that is you, there will be misery. So go back and listen to the podcasts that are numbered 1 through 24 in parentheses. That's the last 24. That's what we were doing. And now for the next 24, we're focused on having the relationships that make you feel alive. There's that group of people you're trying to break into. That's not who you are. We want to learn to build our own group. So we're going to just be human first. The rest comes out of that. And that's the daily struggle. Because when we do, we're going to over, when we are just human, we're going to do what we love and have the relationships that make us feel alive. And the hard part of this is it's like the universe has designed a course to call out your humanity while all the other systems are trying to suppress you and make you afraid. And so maybe you need some help building your party. Well, that's what I'm here to do for these next 24 episodes. Now, The best relational experiences flow out of a shared doing or mission. So I'm going to be closest to the people that I build site shift with. I'm going to be closest to the people that I serve with site shift. And I'm going to be closest to uh, my family because... We in those in these three spheres, if you think about it, like friends that make the company happen, clients, and then family, we're sharing a mission. And so this is why a secure identity overflows to a clear mission and then builds healthy community. Now, anytime you share a mission, uh, you need to understand something. That mission or vision is fragile. It just is. Um, Any kind of culture, family culture, relational culture, work culture, friendship culture, whatever, it's gained over a thousand stories and shared wins, but it can be lost over one mistake. That's all it takes because it's fragile. It only takes one. And what I want to help you do in today's focus is not miss what is happening when those big mistakes might be forming. Uh, I for sure am not perfect at catching the big things that are happening. But what I want to do is learn to catch them more and more. And so I want to help you with that. There's one key to catching them. There's one key to uh, being in that place that you learn what it means to be that secure leader who isn't in a place that loses it just over one mistake. And it's a secure identity, so we spend a ton of time talking about that. But when you're secure in who you are, you're not, in a way, trying to force yourself to see something that isn't there. You can face reality. And you can adjust to meet the demands of the moment to communicate well. So here it is. 
I want to help you communicate well. And if you're secure in who you are, you're going to do these four things. Number one, you're going to keep your ear close to the ground and you won't feel threatened when you see organizational problems. I say organizational. It could be family, relational, whatever. Um, things that look like it's just supposed to be that way and it was all part of the plan when things go well in other people's lives or in other companies or teams, those are just adjustments that they're making behind the scenes. They're keeping their ear close to the ground and they're adjusting. Um, and if you're going to be secure in who you are, if you're going to stay vigilant to keep the community that you're building, the party, on point, moving forward, or in the starting stage, developing it, you learn to keep your ear close to the ground and you're not so insecure that you can't face the problems that are there. You're going to have to face them. Now, we talked a lot about in the last piece what it means to solve problems. We're just learning now to be present in the community. Keep your ear close to the ground. So organizationally, if you're structured four levels away from the front lines of your business, that's a problem. If there's not consistent time with the people that you value, that's a problem. You will miss the essential signals that you want to learn to see. And that really takes us to the second thing. If you want to be the kind of leader who keeps the community developing or moving forward, if it's already going, then you want to have an internal security so you don't have this internal angst that keeps you distracted. So this, this is the way of saying it, number two. Your internal security keeps your vision clear so you can see smoke gathering before it becomes a fire. You're not going to catch all the moments. You're going to have some fires you didn't plan on happening that are going to break out. But you can learn to recognize the conditions before it becomes an all-out blaze. You know, some people, some leaders uh, hate leading because all they do is become a firefighter, firefighter. They complain about fighting fires, fighting fires. And they are unaware of the fact that they are holding the match behind their back. Secure leaders light the right fires and they douse with water the kindling of fires they don't want to get started. There's a time to, to create a crisis, if you will. There's a time to elevate something. There's a time to bring something out into the open that's trying to hide. And there's other times to see pre-existing conditions, douse it with water so no fire can happen. So again, if you want to stay vigilant, it's understanding that the best community comes out of a shared mission. And that is a fragile place. And again, it's a thousand stories and shared wins that build it and get it going, and it can be lost over one mistake. So you want to be secure in who you are. So, so why? Number one, you keep your ear close to the ground to notice problems. Number two, you notice when smoke is gathering before it becomes a fire. So this is not just noticing a small problem, but something that would be big and rage. Number three, you know you can't forecast all the problems or trouble coming around the corner. Now, I've just said, basically, you're going to notice small problems. You're going to notice big problems developing. Number three, we want to relax because we're not going to notice it all. You can't. There are problems right now that are off your radar or forming underneath your organizational awareness or your family awareness. When they pop up, do not let fear seize you and panic and shut down. Lean in, get inspired. Every problem is an opportunity for your growth and to improve the culture of your team, your organization, your family, whatever it is.
So number three, we relax. We're not going to know it all, but when it pops up, we're going to be ready. And number four, if you're secure in who you are and you want to keep it moving forward, you know that you can't say the positive truth too much. In other words, you can't speak hope too much. You can't share the next step too much. You can't share the vision too much. Um, I was, uh, I think it was a book called The GE Way by Jack Welch, or it was his book on winning. But he talks about this idea that he would feel like, oh my gosh, I'm about to puke. I've shared this new idea so many times. And until your team is about to puke at hearing something, just then the outer layers are starting to get it. Um, you know, I've never been in a space where, uh, in a, in a community space, an organizational space, a business space, where there was a collective expression like this. Enough already. We've heard about this too much. I've, I've never heard about that happening. Instead, under communication cripples unity and teamwork over and over and over. And so for me, the fourth thing is like, I got to say it and I got to say it again. I wake up in the morning and I often think, who needs to know what I am thinking, feeling, and acting on today? You know, teams can push against talking about something one more time. They're ready to go on to the new sexy idea. And when the team is ready to puke at one more conversation, you keep the course because running to the next idea too soon will keep you from communicating your current focus. So I've learned the hard way in, in fresh circumstances. Um, and over many years of leading, that I have to stay vigilant. Whether it's my family or the organizations I lead, I need to consistently reinforce the why of our direction over and over again. I want to be secure in who I am so I can notice the small problems, so I can notice the big problems that are developing, so that I can relax and know that I don't have to forecast everything and be ready in the moment, and that I can, number four, state it as much as I need to. Look, over-communicate this week. Today, right now, reach out to somebody, text them, and share what you're trying to do and why you're trying to do it. Hey, thanks for being here. Have an awesome week. Peace.